Chapter 3. Head, Eyes, Ear, Nose, and Throat Topic 1. Disorders of the Head As the name suggests, this chapter will examine disorders of the head, eyes, ears, nose, and throat, in that order. The first disorder we will review is sinusitis. The pathophysiology is due to an upper respiratory infection which leads to inflammation, edema, and blockage of nasal passages. This often results in impaired clearance of bacteria. The maxillary sinus is the most commonly affected sinus. The most common cause overall is a viral infection. Other bacterial infection causes include streptococcus pneumonia, haemophilus influenzae, and moraxella. Staphylococcus aureus is seen in cases of chronic sinusitis. Pseudomonas is seen in cases of nosocomial sinusitis. Sinusitis may also be caused by nasal blockage secondary to nasal polyps, foreign bodies, or Wegener's granulomatosis. Other etiologies include nasal irritation from allergies and cigarette smoke. Genetic syndromes can also present with sinusitis such as primary ciliary dyskinesia, cystic fibrosis, and other immunodeficiencies. Typical signs and symptoms include fever, cough, rhinorrhea, decreased transillumination of the affected sinus and facial tenderness. The diagnosis is clinical. Imaging with a CT scan may be performed if the presentation is unclear or to look for anatomic abnormalities causing recurrent sinusitis. This will often demonstrate mucosal thickening, opacification, and air fluid levels. A biopsy or aspiration may be performed for recurrent sinusitis or cases non-responsive to multiple antibiotics. Management is with supportive care. Antibiotics such as amoxicillin clavulinate may be administered for persistent symptoms lasting greater than 10 days, worsening symptoms, severe fever, greater than 102 degrees Fahrenheit, and copious purulent rhinorrhea. An ENT referral is indicated for patients with an anatomic abnormality. Complications occur due to the direct spread of infection into adjacent spaces. There may be direct spread of the infection into the brain resulting in meningitis and brain abscess. There may be cavernous sinus thrombosis due to contiguous spread through the bone or venous channels. Orbital cellulitis may also occur most commonly from ethmoid sinusitis. Lastly, severe cases may result in adjacent osteomyelitis of the facial bones. As an aside, sinus development occurs in a stepwise fashion with the maxillary and ethmoid sinuses present at birth, sphenoid at age 5. The frontal sinus begins development at age 8 and continues into adolescence. The next disorder is cervicofacial actinomyces. Risk factors include dental infection or extraction, immunosuppression, and diabetes mellitus. Signs and symptoms are an enlarging non-tender indurated mass of the mandible and a draining sinus tract connecting to the skin with yellow sulfur granules. The diagnosis is made with a fine needle aspiration with cultures demonstrating branching filamentous non-acid fast gram positive rods. Management is with antibiotics such as long-term penicillin. Surgery is reserved for severe cases. The next disorder of the head is a broad overview of head and neck cancer. The primary risk factors are smoking and alcohol. Other key risk factors to be aware of are viral infections such as HPV, which is associated with oropharyngeal carcinoma, and EBV, which is associated with nasopharyngeal carcinoma. Head and neck cancer may also be seen in patients who have received prior radiation and betel nut chewing. Immunodeficient patients such as HIV or those who have received a solid organ transplant are also at risk of developing head-neck cancer. Head and neck cancer occurs in five primary locations, oral cavity, pharynx, larynx, nasal cavity, and salivary glands. Most cases are asymptomatic resulting in late detection and a poor prognosis. 
Patients who present with symptoms come in with non-tender cervical and submandibular lymphadenopathy, weight loss dysphagia, a neck mass, hoarseness due to involvement of the recurrent laryngeal nerve, leukoplakia, and erythroplakia. Diagnosis is made with panendoscopy, which includes laryngoscopy, bronchoscopy, and esophagoscopy, plus biopsy. Cross-sectional imaging with CT, MRI, or PET scan is performed for staging. Management largely depends on the stage at diagnosis and involves surgery and or chemoradiation.